Well, hello, hello, everyone. <coughs> Good morning, team. Uh, hopefully, we're all up and at it. Hey, good morning. Welcome to another Health Coffee Chat, folks. I think I can see a few of you there. Who we got online? Luke, good morning. Kevin, all the way from Florida. Great to have you in. Tim, good morning to you. Hope you're all, hopefully you're well, mate. Hopefully you're well. I think things are going all right. Let me know if you can hear me and see me well in the chat. Today we've got a bit of a special guest, so hang around, folks. Don't go away. It's a, it's an auspicious day. It's auspicious because probably for the first time in about a year I've got a guest on, uh, and I think we're going to do that a bit more regularly. But uh, in a minute I'll introduce our guest. But uh, big shout-out to James, Allison, Chris, Harami. Great to see all of you guys here this morning uh, as we're rolling along. Most of, you, most of you know who I am, Jason Witten, but if you're brand new, if you are new, welcome to the show where we as mad keen property investors get together each morning, hang out for about 20 minutes and talk a bit of shop, talk a bit of talk about what's going on out in the world of property investing, talk ideas, talk inspiration, talk strategy, talk tactics, talk all sorts of things. But today our uh, our theme of conversation today is going to be about tax and uh, maybe a few tips, strategies, ideas from our resident six-star team member expert, uh, Anthony uh, Wolfenden from the Positive Tax Team. So might bring Anthony on. Um, good morning, mate. How are you going? <laughs> Yay. Yes. I had to unmute myself and think through what pile of stuff I've got on the desk to make sure I can connect to the uh, mate. and communicate. Mate, uh, yeah, uh, just off air, folks, Anthony was uh, uh, rumbling through about 15 uh, boxes of stuff to try and get his iPad connected this morning, but it didn't happen, <laughs> unfortunately. But uh, that's all right. We will uh, roll with it and uh, see how we're going. But, but um, this morning what we uh, want to do is have a little bit of a chat about, um, you know, the world of taxes and Anthony has been heading up the uh, the positive tax team here as part of our six-star team members um, that you get access to in the positive crew. Also, Anthony is a financial planner, uh, an avid property investor along with his um, uh, his wife, Megan, and um, uh, a bit uh, a bit of a, a mad bicyclist as well um um bicycles or triathletes triathlons anthony or a bit of both <laughs> the, the name reconstruction is sure that i don't run anymore and i've had a bike accident so i still need time to there you go well welcome along team um we're gonna uh, have a bit of a yarn about this and if you've got um it says uh, feedback sound from anthony well um we'll see We'll continue along, Alison. We'll see how it goes. Maybe we've got a little bit of technical difficulty, but uh, let us know how we're rolling. But uh, if you have any questions from Anthony or for Anthony this morning, put them in the chat, any tax questions. But uh, let me sort of warm up the crowd here, Anthony, and we'll just get a bit of a, a bit of a, a lay of the land of what's going on. So, folks, tell me right now in the chat, what are the taxes? What are the taxes? that we as property investors are um, 
uh, exposed to and what are the taxes we can manage? Uh, let's say, what are the four main taxes that we are exposed to as property investors? The four main taxes um, that we get exposed to when we go investing. All right, what are they? Tell me in the chat right now as we lay a little bit of foundation for the conversation this morning. And Anthony will give us some tips on how we can manage, minimize, uh, or maximize, depending on which way we're slicing and dicing this thing. There are four taxes that we're exposed to as property investors. What are they? Chuck them in the chat for me if you know. If you don't know, well, you're about to learn what they are and how we can do something about them. Chris has heard this before. He's all over it. He's all over it like a um, a rat up a drain pipe. Um, I don't know. Is the audio playing up for anyone else? Um, Tim said there's no audio in Facebook. Uh, let me know. Um, we've got a little bit of technical difficulty this morning, but we'll see. We'll keep going. All right. The the crew are on it. Your PAYG or income tax of whatever style, whether you're self-employed, whether you're employed, whatever it is, there's a tax you pay on the income you earn. Uh, that's number one. That's probably for most of us the largest expense over time when it comes to after our interest, all right? The second one we're exposed to when it comes to um, uh, being a property investor is stamp duty. Now, often your accountant can't do much about that, but certainly as we purchase and where how we um, uh, how we do things, then we can have a bit of a sticky beak. The third one is uh, land tax. Uh, we talked about that the other night, Anthony. We might even um, touch on that today. And uh, the last one is capital gains tax. Now, that's the big kahuna. And I know, Anthony, you've prepared a few things on that one as well. So, folks, um, they're the three big taxes. They're the three big things. And um, why don't we um, why don't we have a, a bit of a yarn about those three, Anthony, um, as we go? Um, and uh, I might make a few notes and might, we'll see how we roll. So what are your tips? What are your, what's your uh, feedback for the team listening in, Anthony? Okay. So there's, there's minimization techniques we can use for all of these um, <coughs> all of these taxes. The most obvious one is property investment to impact um, the PAYG. Most yep. um, property investors, when they get started, the properties will run negative. There'll be depreciation. There'll be high, uh, interest payments on loans. Initially, those interest payments are a significant portion of um, any loan. You might be entitled, but even if you're principal and interest, all of those first few years, you're going to be paying principal interest. That's deductible for an investment property. And certainly in the initial part of your journey, that's going to bring down your PAYG. And you, if you are on payroll for someone, you should consider at the moment, we've talked about this before, doing a PAYG variation. PAYG variation. Uh, variation. Uh, variation. And so right now, um, we were talking about this the other night. Yes. Uh, for everyone listening in, um, uh, I've turned Anthony's audio down a little bit. It, it, it sounds like it's a little bit muffled, but um, maybe try and swap um, microphones, Anthony, again, see if that, that, that might work um, as, uh, as, as we try and work out a little bit of the technical, the technical stuff here. So Anthony's talking about PAYG variation. So, folks, um, that is depreciation, the cost of interest, um, interest, um, 
it's your it's your rates, it's your insurance, um, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So these costs that we have in a PAYG variation process, we can use those to do um, to adjust our tax, Anthony. So, so yes. for everyone listening yeah. in, my, yeah, go again. Yeah, we're going to do that live. Week. So we think recent interest rate changes, maybe 2% points people might be paying. Maybe I think you're hearing on average to the press that, you know, punters are paying an extra 1000 bucks on their loans uh, a month. If you do a variation and you're in the average tax bracket, that might mean with a variation in place supported by the ATO security of payroll, your payroll might withhold from your paycheck each if you're a couple, so 150 bucks a fortnight, 100 bucks a fortnight. That will be now in your net pay, that will go in your bank account, will go in your offset, and so the amount of additional interest you'll have to pay is more likely to be 700 uh, because you've got the instead of getting attacked back at the end of the year, you're not paying the first place. So let's so talk this through just quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk step one. If someone's listening here and there's some people who are already doing this and some people who haven't yet. So step one to do a PAYG variation is to get a letter done up by your accountant. Is that the first step? Yeah, correct. So there are a couple of characteristics you need. You need to be on the payroll system. If you're self-employed, you sort of control your taxes a bit more, I guess, but if you're yeah. on payroll and you are a property investor and you typically get money back from the tax office at the end of the year, there are things you want to check. If you're well into your journey and your um, properties are generating positive cash flow, and I mean, that's the goal in the end, isn't it, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's not a useful thing, but if you're early on in your journey and those characteristics are there, um, you work with your accountant to work out your actual rate of tax, the percentage that you're paying, and the letter is generated with evidence, etc. It's to the ATO. Hey, this is what they typically pay. It's less than what's being withheld in their salary. Salaries, their property's running negative, so their taxable income is less. Uh, so the accountant does that up, sends it off yeah. to the ATO, and the ATO gives it the tick of approval, yeah? Correct. That yep. goes back um, because we capture in that process um, payroll details, the ABN of the employer, and so forth. The ATO can communicate with payroll at the employee, whoever the employer happens to be, and says, hey, don't use the standard table for withholding. Um, for this person, you can withhold less. So then the employer slash pay, pay clerk, whoever does the payroll, wherever you work, then um, relies on that letter from the ATO to vary your taxes. Yeah, it's getting pretty yep. automated now, so there's not a lot of yep. paperwork that needs to go around. But the net result is... Your pay still looks different. The gross line is the same. It's whatever your compensation is that you agree with your employer. Yep. The tax withholding line, the number goes down, which is nice, which means the net line, which gets paid out to your bank account, goes up. Um, so let, let's talk about that just quickly because this is the one that gets overlooked. Um, uh, well, they're still saying they can't hear you very well, Anthony. Ah, oh, bugger. Um, all right, try a third. Uh, try a third microphone. Just try the laptop microphone or something. If if um, yep. Just try that one. See if that works. And it could be maybe your internet connection at the same time. Maybe it's prioritising something. Um, no, that's not working at all now. <laughs> Morning, Sean. Um, no, that's terrible. Yep. Damn. Damn, Daniel. Um, all right, we might just have to uh, manage. With that one, yeah, 
It might be um, up in your uh, on your preferences. There might be a different mic selected. Um, yeah. Is in that yours. any better, that one there, or is that still complete rubbish? That one sounds better. Okay, I'll go with that. I've turned off a bunch of the extra features that are all built into the thing to make it control it. So we'll just see if that goes, and I can play a bit with the game. I'll leave all right, that for now. We'll see. If, let's crack on. And- oh, we go there. That's good. <laughs> we're on. We're on. All right. Okay. So if we if we talk about step three here, which is um, yep, there's a little bit of echo from from me, but that's all right. Um, so step three is that uh, money comes back to your bank account, right? Um, One of the things that uh, it's important for everyone to appreciate and understand, folks, is that when that money comes back, it's more than normal, right? However, Anthony, what happens is it comes back at a lump sum, does it not? Well, it's coming in... um your paycheck's just bigger, what lands in your bank. And it should land every month or every fortnight, depending on your pay slip. What I do is I put everything that comes into my bank account goes straight into my offset. So it just goes a little bit more money's going into the offset immediately. And I put everything in there. You know, my kid's savings account is in the offset. My kid's deposits that they're saving for buying their first property, it's in the offset. I've got an interest calculator. I'm going to pay them the 4%. I'm not going to pay the bank or the 5%. Um, every dime I've got spare is sitting in that offset because I do not want to pay non-deductible interest on my home loan, right? Totally. And one of the things that's important to understand as well, uh, and I, so, you know, Anthony and the team at Positive Tax, you know, let, let you guys know, it's important to know that amount of money, Anthony, that comes over for that specific property or across your properties. Let's say, for example, folks, and I'll just try and sort of make this, clear you know let's say you received four thousand a month um you know a thousand of tax came out and your net was three thousand all right so that's your tax that's your pay and this is your net right so that's just a rough number after the payg you get your four thousand let's say your tax now is eight hundred uh and now you get net three thousand two hundred right that's kind of the number right what we need to do, ladies and gents team, is we need to make sure we identify that 200 and make sure we understand that that 200, even if it's sitting in the offset account, is now allocated to the property or across your property portfolio for extra stuff. E.g., sometimes, Anthony, we need buffer. There might be emergency funds. That extra money needs to build up, let's say, for a renovation in the future uh, uh, a build up for another deposit, whatever that might be. So it's we need Christmas to identify it. Travel funds. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so one of the things that uh, that we see often, ladies and gents listening in, is uh, we lose track of because it's just an increase in the income that comes in. It's just an increase. We lose track of the income that comes in. We kind of don't identify it and don't. Um, uh, rationalize it right so that's important to do i suggest you either on a track it on a spreadsheet or um, even in some of those uh, offset accounts and or uh, savings accounts you can have appreciation or your um, payg variation in keep track of it 
um, and understand it. That's what I think is uh, an important one in there. Um, well, listen, um, we've only gotten to PAYG. We've got a few more minutes, Anthony. Uh, why, don't, why don't you just throw over the fence maybe a couple of ideas here and we might circle around next Thursday um, for another Tax Thursday, folks, with Anthony. And he might uh, dive into, yeah. I almost don't want to talk about the CGT because I've got some really nice graphics for that one um, on what to do. And there's a there's probably five or six techniques you can do to make a significant difference in the capital gains tax you pay when you sell, when you upgrade a property. You know, uh, buy well and never sell is one technique. <laughs> buy well and upgrade is another. That will trigger a capital gains tax event. But if you plan for it well in advance... Uh, you can send a truckload less money to the ATO and keep a lot more for yourself, fully legally, of course. There are um, ways of doing that. I do have some graphics on that. Um, I'll mention a couple of things that we want to do. There's uh, the use of your superannuation, um, so you will lose short-term access to some of the funds, but you can pay dramatically less tax. And just think about it this way. If you do sell a property uh, in your own name, and you pay marginal taxes on that. Again, we haven't talked about this at all. You may be up for 30% more tax in your own name than a dollar you send across to your super. So your super would keep 30% more. You'd pay 30% less tax on that dollar, so uh, 30 cents. So that's a really, really solid tech technique. You don't get to use that one too many times, but uh, it's, a, it's a good one. <clears throat> and then there's... Um, uh, there's some bringing forward of expenses and a few other things we can do in the year of sale. You want to be very careful to pick the year in which you sell a property and make sure that in that year you maximise other expenses that might be property-related and deductible mm -hmm. or maybe you're having a year off work with no pay or it's um, a sort of a long service or it's a year when you're not doing extra hours. You just want to sync things up so income's low, expenses are high and you absorb some of that uh, capital gain into the difference. Sweet, mate. Well, uh, folks, I think we'll dive into that next Thursday. Let me know in the chat with a bit of a yes if you're keen on hearing from Anthony and how to manage, minimise capital gains tax over your investing lifestyle. Give us a yes in the chat um, and we'll book that in with Anthony. So, um, And one, one last thought um, as we go, um, you know, for us and PAYG variations, uh, we can pay some uh, expenses in advance as well and that can help with PAYG variations too if you have spare cash and capital at some point as well, isn't it? Yeah. All right, folks. Well, uh, I think we'll leave it there. Um, we got there in the end, but the technical difficulties uh, gave us a little bit of a, <laughs> a, little bit of a, a, a rough start, but uh, great to have you on today, mate. Appreciate your time. No worries. And, be a little um, better prepared next time. It was a quick rush this morning. Uh, yeah. I look forward to coming back. There's a ton of stuff on each of those topics you've got up. So it, a little bit dry perhaps is a, a topic for the morning, but um, we could spend many days talking about it. You've got other things to cover as well, so I'm happy to come back as often as you guys uh, want me. All good. Well, we'll have a few coffees and get our, get our uh, tax minimization on. All right, folks, thanks. Um, join me tomorrow for another Wealth Coffee Chat. Until then, you guys take care. Bye for now.